Welcome to the Taxing Subjects Podcast. I'm Ryan Norton, and today I'm joined by Taxing Subjects contributor Bob Williams, and he's going to help me go through some recent IRS announcements. Welcome to the show, Bob. Great to be here, Ryan. Well, it's great to have you, and we've worked together for a few years now on the Taxing Subjects blog, and it's nice to have you here in the podcast. And with those introductions out of the way, time is a premium for our audience, so let's just jump straight into it. Um, on today's episode, we're going to cover recent updates to tax forms, data security recommendations, and more. We'll start with form updates and new revenue rulings. Now, last year saw significant changes to the Form 1040, as I'm sure you're all aware, uh, and that resulted in the elimination of the 1040A and the 1040EZ, as well as the creation of six new supplementary schedules. Now, in January, this past January, the IRS announced further updates to the tax year 2019 Form 1040, which the agency said are the result of, quote, feedback from taxpayers and the tax professional community. The IRS says the six schedules are now being condensed into three, and the updated Schedule 1 will now include a section dedicated to virtual currency like Bitcoin. Commenting on this update, IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick said, quote, virtual currency is an important addition to the 1040 this year, and this emerging area is a priority for the IRS, and we want to help taxpayers understand their obligations involving virtual currency. The commissioner closed the quote with a warning to those who neglect to report their virtual currency investments, and he said, quote, we will also take steps to ensure fair enforcement of the tax laws for those who don't follow the rules involving virtual currency. The new Form 1040-SR went live for this season. The main benefits seem to be bigger fonts and clearer typefaces, as well as an included standard deduction chart. It also lacks some of the income options that many retired seniors don't seem to need. The IRS also announced revisions to Form 1023, application for recognition of exemption under Section 501c3. With the updated form, tax-exempt organizations can file for the status electronically. The EZ version went live back in 2014. Electronic filing here is the big news. Previous versions had to be paper filed. The IRS announced that Revenue Procedure 2020-11 creates a new safe harbor rule for discharge student loans, extending relief from Revenue Procedures 2015-57 and 2018-38. According to the IRS press release, the new safe harbor rule, quote, extends relief to additional taxpayers who took out federal or private loans to finance attendance at a nonprofit or for-profit school. Now, generally, this applies to debt discharged due to school closures, defense to repayment, and legal settlements. Relief, they say, quote, is also extended to any creditor that would otherwise be required to file information returns and furnish payee statements for the discharge of any indebtedness within the scope of this revenue procedure. And with more and more Americans taking part in the growing gig economy, the IRS decided it was time to dedicate some web space to serving those folks with dedicated information on their taxes. For some time now, a debate's been raging on whether gig economy workers, which includes taxpayers such as Uber and Lyft drivers, 
Grubhub delivery personnel, and others are employees or contractors. The IRS Gig Economy Tax Center has resources on filing requirements, quarterly estimated tax payments, paying self-employment tax, FICA, Medicare, and additional Medicare taxes, as well as deductible business expenses and special rules for reporting vacation home rentals. Moving on to tax-related data security, the IRS is warning taxpayers about ghost preparers. The agency explains, quote, a ghost preparer does not sign a tax return that they prepare and that unscrupulous ghost preparers will print the return and tell the taxpayer to sign and mail it to the IRS. If the taxpayer needs to electronically file the return, the IRS says, quote, the ghost will prepare but refuse to digitally sign as the paid preparer. Ghost preparers tend to misrepresent taxpayer information so their clients qualify for or maximize certain refundable tax credits, often basing their fees on the size of the taxpayer's refund. The IRS also warns that ghost preparers have been known to insert their banking information into a return. And to avoid ghost preparers, the IRS recommends that taxpayers vet any and all tax professionals that they're considering with resources like the Directory of Federal Tax Return Preparers with credentials and select qualifications. The IRS also unveiled Identity Theft Central, an online resource aggregating important security information. Now, this is another new suite of web pages targeting a segment of taxpayers who historically need a lot of attention from the IRS. This new center is designed to improve online access to information on identity theft and data security protection for taxpayers, tax professionals, and businesses. Some of the videos feature IRS Commissioner Chuck Redding, which hints at just how seriously the IRS takes this issue. This is one of those sites you want to bookmark and check regularly for updates. While the IRS often tends to focus on digital data security tips, a recent tax tip included some old-school recommendations for protecting client data. The IRS wrote, quote, Securing office space is as important as securing computers, suggesting that, this, that tax professionals ask themselves some basic security questions like, are all the places where taxpayer information is located protected from unauthorized access? Did I check desks, photocopiers, mailboxes, vehicles, and trash cans for personally identifiable information? And are there written procedures that prevent unauthorized access and unauthorized processes? As for written procedures, don't forget that all paid tax return preparers are required by the FTC to have a written data security plan. If you need help putting pen to paper, consider taking a look at our easy steps to create your mandatory tax office security plan on the Taxing Subjects blog. It's easy to find. Just go to drakesoftware.com backslash blog and click the Downloads tab on the navigation bar. Finally, the IRS published its annual report for 2019 in January. That 50-odd page report carries the agency's plan for the next year and beyond. Commissioner Chuck Reddick admitted the IRS is woefully understaffed and revealed that retirements over the next year will only make it worse. 
Reddick placed emphasis on technology as a way to improve customer service levels while promising an agency-wide upgrade in the tech sector. On enforcement, Reddick praised the Criminal Investigations Division for its 90%-plus level of convictions. By the way, they're looking for more agents. In a look back, the commissioner praised IRS staffers for a quick turnaround they made in implementing the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act ahead of the 2019 tax season. And the commissioner also put forth six somewhat vague goals for the agency. Those goals included a dedicated statement saying the IRS is committed to having a diverse workforce. Other goals promised to improve customer service and improve IRS technology. Now, on the heels of that IRS annual report, Bridget Roberts, the acting national taxpayer advocate, released her report to Congress. She said the IRS is woefully understaffed and retirements will only make it worse. She said the response on customer support lines was worse in 2019, not better, and that the IRS closed 10% of tax assistance centers for this filing season. Six months after the retirement of the previous advocate, a permanent replacement has still not been named. Well, that's it for today. Now, Bob and I will be back in about two weeks to cover more IRS updates. And don't forget to check out other episodes of the Taxing Subjects podcast on drakesoftware.com backslash blog and iTunes, where you can listen to recent interviews with Drake Accounting Development Manager Jay Eager, Drake Software Vice President of Strategic Development, John Sapp, and more. And we'll see you all on the next Taxing Subjects podcast.